0: Morning, First Love family. We're here, alive from death row, bringing you our morning devotions. Um, Let's just uh, get into this. this We're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 6, 1 through 3. And and, and it's a beautiful scripture and I love it because it talks about um, our tolerance understanding and compassion towards others when they take a tumble and you know when i'm pointing my finger at somebody else and, and this is an old cliche and oh my gosh you know but the reason cliches are cliches is because they're true the reason they get used over and over a year and year after year after year is because there's some truth in all these cliches. There's truth in all the cliches, cliches you see around the Alano Club and, and these different places. You know, happy people are, uh, grateful people are happy people and those that aren't art and um, just for today and, uh, you know, all these different things that we've taken to be part of. My, my first sponsor used to tell me, yeah, you got to work the steps, but work the cliches also, right? So it goes like this. It says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. As a church, and unfortunately the Western church often does, the progressive church certainly does, as a church we can't go around shooting the wounded and yet it appears that that's often what we do. Now I have experienced this myself Uh, Because we do grow weary of the chronic backslider. But, oh, we really need to pray for Joe over there. Joe's been really struggling with, does Joe know that you're going to pray for him about his seeming problem that you've pointed out to everybody in the congregation now? Uh, But we do get tired of the prodigal who who comes back time and time again with arrows in their backside, seemingly never learning that the sheep away from the flock... Is the one who's going to get eaten by the wolves, the one who will get eaten every time. And we get impatient and frustrated at seeing the same sin repeating itself time after time. You know, I, I had one time taken a pretty heavy fall early in my Christian walk, and it was evident to everyone that I had. And, uh, and, and, and one of the guys who came against me the loudest and the harshest and wanted me out of the church and you know, I'm just this young biker kid trying to find his way, newly saved, still stuck in some things of the world, and there was this one young man in that congregation who wanted to see me hamstrung and tarred and feathered, and, and, and years later he came to me and he said, you know, I owe you a big apology. I am so sorry, because I was just as full of sin as you were. Your sin was in the outside. My sin was the sin of the Pharisee, hidden behind my robes of righteousness. And now today he's one of my closer friends. But regarding the prodigal, there's a couple of different phases or or we need to make a distinction because there are really two types of prodigals. There's the prodigal who is at the place of demanding his inheritance from his father. I'm sick and tired of this farm life. I want to go to town and knowing he's going to spend it all on righteous living and not caring who it hurts, a total disregard for where that that fortune initially came from. He just knows that it's his and he's taken it. But then there's the prodigal who is at the end of that road having spent all the money on riotous living and he's now feeding the swine and hungry and wishing he could just be one of his father's servants. Oh, if I could just go home, if I could just work in my father's fields, if I could just be one of my father's servants, would I, would I not then be accepted? There is the person who keeps coming to church every Sunday even though they have no intention of bringing their lives into alignment with the word of God. Do they come for the donuts? Do they come because they saw a cute girl? Do they come because the music's good? Do they come because it's a free show at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning? But then there's the person who weeps at their continual failure and is genuinely broken at the grief they bring to the house of God because you know your sin does not only affect you. When someone falls at First Love Church, the whole church suffers. The whole church feels the pain. Concerning that first thing, that that cat who's just coming to church and having it his way and going out on Friday night and doing whatever he does. Please don't be wearing a first love t-shirt when you're going out to the bar on Friday night. But concerning that first thing, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 5.11. But now I have written to you not to keep the company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner Not even to eat with such a person. And he says, He who is named a brother, that means this person's been posturing up as a member of the church. That means this person has been living a double life, hiding his sin and coming to church and acting, Praise the Lord, brother. How's it going? Oh, I'm blessed, man. And it's a stern attitude that Paul lays out there, but it's an attitude that is co signed in 2 Thessalonians 3 14 and 15. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person, and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. You see, there has to be some discrimination, there has to be some discernment here. God is asking us to separate ourselves from that person, but not to completely cut that person off make it, I would just tell people, you know, hey, if you want to see me when I was coming out of that addiction lifestyle, if you want to see me, I'll be there at the Costa Mesa Lama Club or I'll be at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. I'm not coming to where you are. You want to see me, you come to where I am and do what I'm doing, but I'm not going to where you are to do what you're doing. Because here's one thing I do know for sure that 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 fall from champ to chump, the one that is usually preceded by us thinking that we have arrived. And are ever so much more spiritual than we ever were or others are. That fall that fall from champ to chump, happens in a millisecond. Usually when I'm congratulating myself on a job oh so well done. The scripture says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Finally, it all comes down to one thing, and and that's the answer to every problem. First Corinthians 13, four through seven. (laughs) Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked, thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth and it bears all things and it believes all things and it hopes all things and it endures all things. I can't be the judge. You can't be the judge. God is the judge. You know, I've been in meetings where somebody's maligning the uh, the backslider, the, 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 the relapser. Touting to the others how, well, I've been sober 15 years and I haven't ever felt the need to relapse. And I always say quietly under my breath, not yet, brother. Because we're all vulnerable to failure. We're all a target of the enemy and he desires that we fall. And if we're so cocky and self-assured that we think we will never fall, then our target on our back is gonna become that much larger because he will want to prove to the world that, oh yes, we will fall and that our arrogance will fall with us. But if we love fully and sacrificially, we will not fail to see the truth, hope for the truth, and help to produce the fruit in each other's lives. And we will know how to respond in what we see in each other as they work out their own salvation in fear and trembling. 1 John 4, 7 and 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Lord, help us. Help us today to love you as you would have us to love. Teach us to discern how you would have us treat others on the basis of your heart and your sight and what you have done for us. We know that we are living out our life purely by your grace and that we too must remain humbly kneeling at your throne every single day to ensure that we don't become lofty or have lofty thoughts about ourselves teach us to love purely and holy as you do lord amen have a wonderful day god bless you see you tomorrow at the same time same bat channel trust in him this is first love church Welcome home.